meeting is being recorded. What's up, world? It's your girl, comedian, Miss Arkansas, and we are zooming through the pandemic. That's right. No, it do not mean we're going through it fast. It only means we're going through it together. And I have a very, very, very special guest on with me today. Yes, I wrote some stuff down because this lady is a legend, and I got to have at least 98% of this stuff right. <laughs> She's a comedian, an actress, a writer, and a director. Miss Laura is an actor. Okay, she's known for the. Is that virtuous? Virus? Virtuous? 2000, okay, 2006 Martin. And uh, I got the hookup. She was on Comic View, BET, hanging with Mr. Cooper. ABC that was between 1992 and 97 but the lady is still going y'all do you hear me she appeared in in a number of television specials including Sinbad uh, and Friends my prayers go out to Sinbad too uh, I pray for speedy recovery right that's right uh, almost deaf on HBO. She continued to work steadily in sitcoms throughout the I don't know what I wrote down <laughs> uh, 90s and early 2000s and 2000s appeared on the Parenthood uh, that's Warner Brothers, the Parkers UPN Malcolm in the Middle on Fox in her most recent career she tackled roles on all of uh, all of us i'm gonna get it right child i wrote this in the dark <laughs> all of us 2003 through 2007 the sarah silverman program comedy central tyler perry meet the browns oh my god this lady have done so much y'all she also appeared in the beauty show yeah the beauty show they got show on uh uh, Google. I thought that was shop. Beauty Google, shop. Girl, don't ask Google nothing. Google say I got six million dollars. <laughs> oh, beauty and shop. And I barely have six hundred. Yeah. <laughs> and that's the stimulus check I say. <laughs> okay. Don't listen to Google. Miss Laura has mostly worked. Uh, recently worked on the dramatic. Um, I underline this stuff. I'm like, adapta- adaptation? Adaptation? A-D-A-P. Adaptation. Uh-huh. Of what? What is that talking about? B-Y-Z-A-N-T-I-U-M. Byzantium. Don't even worry about okay. it. I've been on some TV shows and I did a couple of Right around. <laughs> and uh, yeah, she, she did everything, y'all. That ain't half of it. But anyway, right now I want to welcome the very talented, lovely, beautiful, oh my God, legend, Miss Laura Hayes. How you doing, Miss Laura? I'm great, man. I can't quit smiling. <laughs> Stop it. I'm I remember the first day I met you, we was with uh our girl comedian Chocolate Storm. Oh, 
You say you just as cute as a button. I said, Miss Laura, yeah, all buttons ain't cute. <laughs> well, you, your button is cute. You still cute as a button. <laughs> thank you. And before we go any further, I want to say thank you for coming out uh, last week or whatever that was out to the comedy show in Carson. Oh, that was great. I was so happy to, that it worked out because I had a baby and uh, they came and picked her up early. So it worked out. Wow. You know, I'm a big supporter of my girls. Even That's though I right. may not be in comedy now, I still love comedy. And I still love those of you that's still in the game and keeping it alive. Right. Yeah, uh, Big Chuck said, man, and uh, Temptation, too. Temptation text me. He said, can't nobody introduce you no more. <laughs> he said. <laughs> I know you introduced your goddamn self. <laughs> I ain't mad at you. Man, I, I don't like when people have tell bring you up because when they do that, then you have to work harder. Yeah. You know, uh-huh. if you get them ready for you, they ready for you. Right. And then uh-huh. for her to say, what's your name? Oh, baby, that just blew it. <laughs> but shout out to Yvette. <laughs> uh-huh. I saw her Man. crazy ass the other day. Oh, okay. <laughs> wow. So, Miss Laura, who or what inspired you to be the amazing comedian you are? Girl, nothing. I happened into this world. It was never my desire, never a thought. But when I, um, most of my young life was spent in the street life. And it came, there came a time where, you know, it was becoming deadly you know it used to be a time back in the 70s niggas in the street would resolve their problems by going to the after hours getting a little cocaine and discussing the situation and solve it but it got to the point that they were killing whole families you know kicking down doors babies and all and i wanted out of that life so i went back to junior college laney college <clears throat> in oakland and i just started taking every class imaginable because I knew that if it wasn't something that I loved, I wasn't going to get up and go, especially at 7, 8 o'clock in the morning. Right. So everything that I tried, I thought I wanted to do interior design, but the, the classes were too heavy for me. And a fellow student said, hey, why don't you take a theater arts class? It's easy credits and you ain't even got to go. I said, theater arts. I was like, oh, but shit, if it's easy credits, I'm in. So I signed up that semester for all theater classes, uh, improv, uh, wardrobe, stage, you know, how to build sets, the whole nine yards, because I just wanted to get the credits and get through this particular semester really easy. You say all you gotta do is go to the first day and the last day. You got a Went surprise the first day. Yes. Huh? You got a surprise guess. Uh went to <laughs> Hey. <laughs> so I went to um um the first class and he put me in an improv situation 
and I knew right then that's what I wanted to do. Oh, wow. I just had to figure out how to make some money at it. Mm-hmm. You know, so so there was no, I mean, it just happened. I had I I, I didn't even watch TV. I ain't know I heard of Richard Pryor, but I really didn't know. I ain't know nothing about comedy, none of that. You know, because my whole life was in the street life. So once uh, I got into acting, I wound up doing some plays at Laney College, and then I did some uh, community theater. Then stand-up comedy became a way for us to make a living. And I was told that stand-up comedy was a way to get noticed for acting gigs. So that's how I shifted into stand-up comedy. That's why I don't call myself a comedian. I'm an actor. And from there, the stand-up comedy, oh, excuse me, the stand-up comedy did lead me to meeting people like Martin and Sinbad and, and others who, you know, liked what I did and promised if they got anything, they would hook me up, and they did. That's kind of the short story. But right. yeah, nothing, I, you couldn't have told me. You couldn't have told nobody in my family. I was not the class clown, none of that. But what I did recognize once I got into uh, entertainment is that when I was out in the streets boosting, stealing, I was, I was acting all the time. Because that's how my love for wigs came. Because when I was going in stores, I had changed my look. I started right. changing my voice, my mannerism, everything. So I had already been acting on a negative side. Didn't even know it. So it was familiar. I was like, oh, shit, it's just a con game. That's all the con game is, is acting. <laughs> You right. Oh wow. Out of all the stories I'd have heard about why people started, <laughs> this one is so different. But it's better cause it seemed to be more real. You know what I'm saying? So oh, such yeah. such inspired me. No, life inspired me. I didn't get inspired until I got into show business. Cause then I started checking shit out, seeing how shit was rolled and how, how they functioning and uh, all this. That's when I met LaWanda Page, who sat down and gave me some true game about being a woman in this game, black mm-hmm. woman particularly. Uh, I had long conversations with uh, Ronaldo Ray. Well, one of the first things I did, I wanted to see what black women were doing this stand-up comedy thing. And one of the people uh, that I found was Marsha Warfield, Shirley Hemphill, and Myra J. Those were the women that were doing stand-up comedy when I when I came into the game, right? Mm-hmm. And so I got inspired after I got here. Then, I mean, child, I ain't gonna even tell you what year I listened to my first Richard Pryor album because you would revoke my black card. <laughs> wow. Before I go to my next question, I just want to welcome our good friend, our girl, Chocolate Star. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Chocolate. 
I'm lacking the hair. I can't hear you. <laughs> you got your mic off. Oh, she says okay. Oh. <laughs> she hear us. <laughs> wow. So, Miss Laura, I asked all my uh, comedian guests, uh, well, you said you ain't no comedian, you're an actress. But anyway, I always ask my oh, guests, do you ever get nervous when you uh, get ready to take the mic, or would you call it something else? I would call it something else. I would call it terrifying. <laughs> Look, coming from the acting world, being an actor, when you're on like the theatrical stage, you put up a fourth wall. You don't see the audience. You are in your own world here on stage. But with stand-up comedy, you must interact with your audience. You can't shut them out. So having to do that terrified me every show. Anybody that's been to the show with me will tell you I completely tripped the fuck out. <laughs> I'm talking about crying, rolling on the floor. Man, I don't want to do this shit. Fuck this shit. I'll do something else. I ain't got to do this. I'll borrow some money from a nigga before I do this. And oh, wow. it would not go away until they call my name. Mm. And when they call my name, they were calling to me was rent. You want your rent, bitch? You better get out here on this thing. But I trip every time. It takes Kalita Smith to tell you the story of when I was at the wheel turn and she first experienced one of my tweets. And my husband had to tell her, that's all right, don't even worry about it. She do it every time. Oh, wow. Kalita, Kalita was like, what can we do for her? What should we do? What should we do? And Larry was like, oh, she goes through this every time. She'll be all right as soon as they call her name. Wow. But that was my tweet, being terrified and quitting show business. Wow. That made me think about comedian Tamiko Kirkland. You met her that night, too. Uh, every time, Every time before she go up. Man, her leg get to shaking so bad, and everybody be trying to help her, like you say. And I be like, oh, she'll be all right once she touched that mic. And she be like, Miss Arkansas, oh man, I can't eat, man, before I uh, perform. I swear, shit, I can't perform until I eat. <laughs> I said, you'll be all right going out there and fart a couple times. Come on back in. She said, that's why I love you. <laughs> And get up there and do her thing, you know. So everybody, yeah. I guess everybody different. Me personally, I don't get nervous. The only thing make me nervous if I think they ain't got my money. Right. <laughs> but other than that, I've been already got there early enough where I could talk to the people and get them ready for me, you know. And yeah. then I say me a little personal prayer. And if I do that, I feel everything all right anyway. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. But I think maybe when I first, I don't think I was nervous then, because shout out to Cookie. Uh, she had a place called Cheers in Moreno Valley, California, almost uh -huh. 100 years ago. <laughs> and she gave me five minutes, and I had my little long fake ponytail on, my little coochie cuffs. And I think that was Bruce Bruce. 
Yeah, it wasn't Lavelle. It was Bruce. Bruce, he was her headliner. And he came in late, but he didn't know I had did five minutes. And uh, he say, damn, little mama, before I start my show, I want to ask you one question. I'm looking at him like, don't do it. <laughs> and he say, how much? Like I was a little hook or something. I looked at him. I looked at the audience. I looked back at him. I said, shit, pay what you weigh. He said, hell, I ain't bring that much money with me. <laughs> Then he found out later on that night that I was doing comedy, and when I saw how the people responded, I just kept going. Oh my goodness, <laughs> that's hilarious! I love that. So, Miss Laura, to, I'd have to tell a nigga pay what I weigh. <laughs> <laughs> if I eat two more burgers, that's what I'm gonna tell him. <laughs> okay. Lord Jesus. <laughs> Oh, have you ever been heckled? And if you have, how did you deal with it? Yes, uh, of course, being terrified. Of course, the last <laughs> thing I want is somebody interrupting my show. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, you don't want to get thrown off. So I got to the point to where <clears throat> I would ignore all hecklers and hopefully the audience will kick in and help you say, shut the fuck up. Right. And that's what usually happened. But it got to a point where I sat down and I wrote out uh, what I would say to a heckler if I had to shut him the fuck up, oh. right? <laughs> and I got the chance to do that one time. I was in Atlanta. We in a 4,000-seater. I had just, thank goodness, I had my money right here, so I'm feeling good, because, you know, when they pay you ahead of time, you feel good. You can do a much better job. Right. I wasn't, but 10 minutes into my set, somebody started hacking, right? Mm-hmm. So the first thing I did was... Uh, I was like, come on now, you know, this is my job. What you, you know, this is what's wrong with us people. You know, we fuck up each other's shit and, you know, trying to appeal right. to whoever it was, right? And they kept on and they kept on. Then finally the audience starts saying, shut the fuck up, shut the fuck up. This nigga still wouldn't stop. He's still hollering, hollering. Mm-hmm. And I said, look, if you don't shut the fuck up, I'm going to talk about your ass, only I'm going to start with your mama, right? <laughs> right. He still didn't shut the fuck up. Then I went down the list. I started with his mama. Your mama this, your mama that. Your mama uh, tried to abort you with a hanger. That's why you got dents in the top of your head, nigga. I mean, it was horrible, okay? Then, Miss Arkansas, I see, I see this shadow coming down the aisle, right? I said, oh shit, what the fuck? Security? You know, this nigga jumps up on stage. He's standing about maybe, you know, kind of like on the others. He's about 10 steps from me. And he stood there and he started rocking back and forth, right? Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh shit, uh, security. Uh, then I started apologizing. You know what, brother? 
It's just that I didn't take my medication. And I didn't mean to talk to your mom about that because ain't nobody, ain't nobody coming. And he also, he lifted up his shirt and you could see a flash of metal and me and all those 4,000 people went. <gasps> so I thought oh, he was wow. just to pull something out and shoot me, right? So I go to talking and apologize, and I was like, you know, I'm a dirty bitch. I just can't, you know, I don't know. I don't even belong in this goddamn business, right? <laughs> so the nigga jumps off stage. I'm terrified. Security still ain't came. I said, Atlanta, you see, I called for security, and these motherfuckers didn't come. You gonna have to forgive me. I got my money in my bra. I say, but I don't know who the fuck that was. So I'ma say thank you very much. Good night. I cut my set short. I went backstage and they was like, what happened? I said, I was calling for you motherfuckers. You didn't see that nigga on stage pulling up his shirt and shit. Wow. And they was like, I thought it was a part of your act. Nigga, did I rehearse with a nigga? To come right. jump up on stage with me. So, as it turns out, the guy that was came up on stage was not the guy heckling. Another dude sent him on stage. As soon as the show was over, people in the audience were saying, Miss Laura, that wasn't the guy. That was his flunky. The guy that was heckling you sent him on stage. Oh, wow. I don't know what to do. I don't know what the original intent was or whatever, but that was the only time I had to handle a heckler, but most of the time I would ignore it. Wow. Yeah, that was a deep one, honey. I was I was like out. Nigga, security, I ain't gonna call you for once. Right. You don't give a fuck about me, I don't give a fuck about your show. And right. I dare you to ask for some of your money back. Wow. Glad that didn't go bad, you know. Okay. I was in uh, St. Louis, Missouri many, many, many years ago, and I did a show with Mr. Rodney Whitfield. May he rest in peace. Oh, and, wow, uh, yeah. And I had did my thing. They took a couple of minute break. Everybody over there taking pictures with me and stuff. He came over there. He said, you're not funny and you're not going to make it. And it was a graveyard right across the street from the club we was at. And I just looked over there at that graveyard and I looked back at him. I said, your ass ain't gonna live to see me make it. And that man died a week later. Everybody was like, Miss Arkansas, you know he died. I said, I ain't had nothing to do with that. <laughs> I said, that's just a sign I'm getting ready to make it. <laughs> you know, yes indeed. But my prayers went out to his family and stuff, man. You just got to be careful what you say to people. <laughs> uh -huh. Uh -huh. <laughs> wow. So That's I know right. I named a lot of this stuff you have done so far as uh, the acting. So when you went to this, uh, you know, got into the acting or whatever, that made you want to pursue to keep going on with the acting or you like forget it. Yeah. Like okay. I said, I got shifted into stand-up comedy because first of all, I'm coming from the streets. Uh, I was still doing dirt because I'm in transition. All I had was welfare. That wasn't enough to pay my bills and feed my kids. So I, right. you know, I did, I crossed, 
careers for a long time, you know? Oh, wow. So, uh, shit, I forgot. What you asked me? <laughs> wait, wait, what you asked me? Oh, about the acting and shit. <laughs> yes, ma'am. Yeah, okay. I just love you. <laughs> what did you say? What did you say? No, I know uh, you was talking about the comedy part. I'm just trying to oh. find out how you how you get the well, I guess uh, being in the same place with different people and and people know who you are and the hookups they give you or whatever. Just trying to figure out how did you get all these shows I was naming, man? What did you do? I would say, I would say 90% of the uh, shows that I've done have been hookups. It's very few um, gigs that I've gotten that I actually went through the whole audition process. Mm-hmm. Very few. So that's why I tell people it's more important to, to, to who you know and do they like you as the person because that means more than anything and of course if you're talented if you're talented they like you as the person people will look out for you wow uh-huh. that's true y'all that's watching that is so true uh-huh. no, shout out to uh, legendary comedian Michael Kaya uh, I went from being on his morning show every Every time he called me, just call me. And now I'm on there every morning, uh, Monday through Fridays, every, uh, 7 a.m. Pacific time. And that's over on YouTube Live, but he getting ready to take it over to Dash Radio and whatever station uh, Cheryl Underwood is on. So I just thank God for being a part of that, too. And uh-huh. then a uh, shout-out to the master ventriloquist, Don William and Wilson. I went to support them one uh, Thursday night, and he was like, Miss Arkansas, can you do a few minutes for me? And I did the few minutes, and that went from those few minutes to being at the Extreme Comedy Club out here in Las Vegas every Thursday with him. And then God say the same on the 24th of this month, I'll be uh, doing a live taping with him in Arizona. So like you say, it depends on, uh, you, uh, you okay? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, you got your funny stick. Uh, it depends on, like you say, people like you and, and how you carry yourself and all that That's good right. stuff. And, your work ethic. And being ethic. real, man, that that makes a difference, too. Uh-huh. I like what Michael Kaya said. He said, I needed somebody I could trust. Uh-huh. You know, and he know I don't just love his morning show. I love him. Uh-huh. That's right. Yep, so... I'm just thankful for what's going on, man. And, and this interview, like I say, I asked you this a while back, but uh-huh. everything ain't in our time, and it's in God's time, and in this the right yes. time. <laughs> yes, it is. And uh, like I was telling you in my text, uh, uh, I'm shifting over to a whole new career. I'm really, I'm really out of this entertainment game. I think I've had it up to here. Mm-hmm. Um, and my interest now is the cannabis business and even though i've been smoking for 50 years i don't really know the whole industry and you know 
what it really is and what it is today and the CBD and all that. And I have become completely obsessed with it in knowing, well, I've been obsessed with weed, uh, but with knowing the facts about what it can do health-wise, particularly the CBD. You know, I finally, I was asking people their testimonies, but I finally started doing, I said, shit, the best testimony is a personal one. So I started using the cream and then I have drops that I take. And I can truly say my knees are much better, Mm. much better. So I'm on a road now to educate myself and to be able to share with uh, my fellow senior citizens you know because they still think it's dope you know what I'm saying so you got to be able to break it down to them so that they know that it really is medicine and it's not the part that'll get you high that's the fear because I remember my mom used to say I don't want to feel loopy she calls it loopy feeling high or whatever and they don't want they don't want that feeling I got everybody don't want to be in a high state Right. But if you could help make them understand that it's not the portion of cannabis that will get you high. This is the medicinal benefits and this is how it works in your body because you already have cannabinoids in your body. You really already have weed in your body. Mm-hmm. So I'm on a mission to understand so that I can relay it to them. Because it's also a lot of bullshit out there now. You know, right. cannabis game is wide open. It's a wild, wild west. I mean, the shit you buying in the store at CBD, baby, if it's coming out of Walgreens, right, and uh, the dollar store, <laughs> right. you, you might as well be taking castor oil. Or castor oil is probably better for you than what's coming out of there because there's right. really no regulation to get top quality shit. Mm-hmm. But I'll tell you this, more than likely, the shit that works is going to be expensive. Right. Well, so you got to pay for what you I want. mean, but not, I don't think it's out of our reach as far as what we spend already to try to stay healthy. Mm-hmm. Or I've met so many people who have totally been able to get off their medicines, their pharmaceuticals, you know, and that's a miraculous thing. That's saving money right there. Especially if you ain't got no health insurance. You know how much pills and shit cost. Right. So, this is my journey now. Yeah. Oh, uh, even before COVID, uh, my last experience in, in show business was enough for me. That was enough. I'm like, these motherfuckers, the way they play, I can't play with y'all like that. Because first of all, you can't play with my money. Come on now. And, and I don't forget. I don't I don't forget. No. Wow. So in order, because I said I wouldn't do anything that would cause me to want to go to jail. And when I start feeling like, fuck this, I will go sit downtown in the Twin Towers or then it's time to go. And I reached that point uh, with entertainment. And I'm telling acting is my passion, dramatic acting. But I don't like it enough to put up with the bullshit 
or to keep you ain't gonna keep fucking me without my grace. Wow. You just not. Because I'm right. gonna fuck on. So I have moved the fuck on. And hopefully this industry will allow me to do my own dramatic podcast. That's all. I just need, I got to go independent. I'd be just as satisfied. I would be satisfied if I worked in an office nine to five and I could go and do theater on the weekends. I would do it free. You ain't even got to pay me. That's how much I love acting. (laughs) Right. And And then you can't come with no bullshit if ain't no money involved. This, this bullshit only happens when money's involved. Mm-hmm. So if I come and do a play for you and ain't no money involved, nigga, you, you can't fuck over me. You right. Because I'm wow. doing it because it's my, it's my joy, you know? So that's how you know you have passion for something because you'll do it free. And y'all that's watching you comedians and so-called comedians, just because she's saying this don't give you helpers the right to run out there taking y'all wig out. <laughs> Remember right. that. <laughs> right, because I just thought about, you know, I had some shit come to my attention. I said, God damn, they eating up my old material. Ain't you supposed to wait till a bitch die? Right. You start doing, taking that shit? <laughs> God damn, I might come back. <laughs> right there, why are you there? I'm going to tell you what it's like when you see somebody doing your material. It's like watching a man who was good to you be with another bitch. Whew. That is so true. Regardless to how y'all broke up. Oh, damn. He's good to me. Yeah. Now he's with her. So... Wow. It's not a, uh, what did they say? You know, imitation is the greatest form of flattery. I'm not from that school, people. <laughs> right. Okay, it might be my open upbringing, but I don't give a fuck about that. No, nigga, you stole it. You copying. You're a copycat. You're right. Wow. And like I said, I might decide to come motherfucking back. Come on now, because that's one thing about comedy. We can lay it down and pick it up. <laughs> you know, it ain't like one of these other jobs. Once they get rid of you, they got rid of you. You can't get rid of comedy. You know? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So, like yeah. you say, you might decide that's something you can pick up. You know? Yeah. Yeah, and you know, and I would, I would gladly do it. I'd have to, but I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be the promoter. Come on now. I'm gonna be the one paying me, cause that's the only way I can do it comfortably. Right. Cause I tell you, I had, I had a horrible relationship with stand-up comedy on the money side. Working with the people I've met, all the comedians I've met, have every gig I could say was wonderful. The Queens of Comedy being the ultimate wonderful. Mm-hmm. But where the the bullshit came in for me was dealing with the people who had to pay me. It's like, nigga, if I do my part and you ain't gonna pay me, oh, you ain't gonna pay me, first of all, because I'm a bitch, I'm older. You see, I ain't got no big machine behind me, so you like, fuck that bitch, what she gonna do, Sue? Right. And you be thinking, yeah, I'll sue you. I got a contract, blah, blah, blah. 
But when you think about trying to take somebody to court, first of all, you need five racks to get a lawyer to even start. Right. So now, if the nigga owe you five grand, you can't spend five grand to chase five grand. Right. Excuse me. So even with the contract, basically fucked. Back in the day, I would get street justice about my money, right. but I had to stop doing that because it's like my manager at the time, he was like, Laura, okay, either you're going to be a thug or <laughs> change your life for real. So wow. that was always, that's what caused me to uh, retire from stand-up, the money side. When the man told me he wasn't gonna pay me and I had a three-day notice on my door at home, I got so mad, Arkansas, I was gonna, like Bernie Mac said, I was gonna be on the six o'clock news. I was gonna tear that club up. But I got so mad. And when you get mad, you really do see red. Mm -hmm. But then my arm went numb. And I was like, oh fuck, like all up here and shit. So we called, called the advice nurse and she told me to get there quickly so i went i had had a minor stroke and that was Mm. it that was it i was like fuck these niggas i love my comedians that i work with i love the audiences that come i have made lots of friends just from people who came to the shows and supported us Mm. all that part just beautiful wow the niggas I had a nigga, Greg, where you at? You was in the DMV somewhere. This nigga, look, he started counting out my money and then said, oh shit, wait a minute, God damn it, I ain't got enough. I ain't seen him since. Mm. How you gonna play me like that? I'll never forget that, Greg. I wish I could remember your fucking last name, Greg. Yeah, that was cold-blooded. Next thing I know, the waitress come and talking about, y'all ready to go? I said, no, we waiting on Greg to pay me. Oh, he gone. He told me to take y'all to the hotel. Oh, wow. Now, my husband was there. My husband wanted to tab that club. But then again, what am I going to do? Let him right. tab the club. Then he go to jail. Now, I got now to bail him out. Some, right. Wow. You know? So the business side of it was wearing me down to the point it wasn't worth the money. You're right. I knew my finances was going to change, but shit, I ain't got kids. I mean, I got kids, but they grown, they take care of themselves. So it's not like, you know, I live simply, so it's not like I need a whole bunch of money every month. But whatever it is, nigga, if we made an agreement, your word got to be bond with me. Oh, I'm gone. You know that's just like Ron McCory. Yes, I called you out, mister. Uh, I know he, he out in L.A. somewhere when he had okay. me to do that uh, taping with Big Red from the Five Heartbeat, Jamie J. Lamont, George Wallace, and A.J. Jamal. Now, I uh-huh. don't know if he paid Big Red and, and uh, George Wallace, but I know he didn't pay me and Treasure and... Uh, the lady that got the podcast over, it used to be at the Pepper Mill out here. A lot of people said they didn't get paid, you know. Uh-huh. 
But I'm like you. A part of me wanted to go to L.A. and find him and let the old me come out. Then I said, no, I'm going to let karma deal with him. Yeah. Uh-huh. That's right. Because I already know the good book once. Uh, he clean you up and them spirits be seven times and he clean you up. And you go back, they come back seven times worse, seven times. Oh, Jesus, I can't see me seven times worse than the sevens he just cleaned up. So I just uh, let them go on. And a lot of time when I feel like it's going to be some BS, I just say no and stay at home and watch the news and family feud. Yeah, uh-huh. That's right. Keep me from getting in trouble and stuff. Uh-huh. Yeah. Wow. So, you know. It ain't no thing for me. It ain't the first time I've changed my life. Come on. You know, so I'm looking very much forward to to learning and hopefully down the line making some money out of it. You know, wow. if not, what the fuck? I can crochet ponchos and sell them on print shop. <laughs> I crochet. The time I done done, girl, that's all we did all day in jail was crochet. Shit. Come on. I can hook up some shit. Wow. Martha Stewart did it. I can make that poncho. She made all that money off of it. You're right. Wow, wow, wow. Well, this thing said we got like five minutes left. Anything okay. you want to share with these people we haven't already shared or, uh, you know, well, something I that do, you I got? Wanna, I want to say to you uh, female comedian sisters that are still out there, you know, in the game, I, I know you won't be discouraged, but I just want to encourage you to keep keep moving for what you love, wow. you know? And if there is a way you can be independent, you know, I love what you do, Miss Arkansas. You ain't playing. You know, you'll get some shit for yourself. And this is an independent time. So there is a way for us to reach our audience without going through the bullshit now. So do the best you can to be as independent as you can and keep making people laugh. And I would love for everybody to follow me at First Lady of We. This is my new venture in life. And it's the number one ST, Lady of We. I find that people be spelling the word first. <laughs> I should have thought of that. <laughs> but yeah, follow me as I follow the We. <laughs> well Storm thank you for joining in yes I'm loving the hair what kind of sucker is that Storm is that one of them medicated pretty much thank y'all for letting me hang out and listen to y'all uh, thank you I for joining. I Wow. Oh, she got a... Okay, girl, I'm telling you, I ain't got no back pain. I'm here to tell you. I Hallelujah. Had, hey, Hallelujah. I been to my Chinese eye with Choy Yon Yon, bitch, because... Uh, <laughs> I'm getting ready to go fuck with Raj tonight. Okay. Oh, God, it is tonight. Oh, shit, I got... Yeah, okay. Hallelujah. Yeah. <laughs> well, Storm, but since you're on here, how can people follow you? Oh, just chopping Storm Comedian somewhere, Instagram, anywhere. Say, just Google type me. <laughs> you, you're running everything. Wow. I'm well, so happy to be on here, though, Miss Arkansas. 
Man, I'm just sitting here tripping. Uh, I fly out tomorrow going so they can lay my niece to rest on Wednesday. Then it hit me that tomorrow is my mother's birthday. May she continue to rest in peace. I'm like, oh my, my God. Mom, my mom died. I, I was kind of feeling extra. Because yesterday, my mom, the day she died. So. Right. Oh, that was my mom's birthday yesterday. Oh, oh wow. yeah. My mom parted. My mom left uh, three years ago. Oh, okay. Man, it's been almost. My, my mom's story. Huh? I'm saying you got to see my mom when she came to California that time. Yeah. Yeah. It's been like guess, 30 years for my mother, but sometimes okay. it seemed like it was just yesterday. Yeah, I know. Right. Uh-huh. Well, well, I appreciate you. I don't want to crash out interviews. No, don't, don't. No, it's no, all good. Miss Laura, yes. Um, We just pray for each other concerning all that Hallelujah. stuff. But uh, thank you so much. This has truly made my day. I will oh, be sharing this on uh, Facebook, uh, Anchor FM, Spotify, uh, some of everywhere, but I'll make sure I tag you in it. And okay, uh, yes, stay blessed. And any way I can help, hey, I'll, I'll help you push it. Okay. <laughs> like you're a drug dealer. <laughs> up on that because I do have some things coming up. I hate to keep talking about it till you get it done, but yes, I would love to come back and promote my future projects. Okay. I look, if you have a big event, I'll be one of the comedians there or something. Okay. Love y'all. Yes, ma'am. Love you too. Y'all have a blessed day, man, and stay safe out there. All right. All right. Thank you. Bye. <laughs> Bye-bye. Is it going to end? Oh, it still say you have two minutes. Oh, oh you still okay. have two minutes. Oh, how come yours is timed? I, the one that I have, I can stay on as long as I want I to. quit paying. <laughs> I'm not paying. I'm not paying. Oh. Oh, yeah. uh, well, we'll Somebody figure it out. Somebody else told me that. Mm-hmm. Okay, Miss Arkansas, thank you so much. I'm so happy I got to f- finally fulfill that nigga because should be happening and you be thinking you're going to do one thing one day and maybe <laughs> two months later or whatever, but hallelujah. Yes, thank you. And I pray I'll go well with everything you got going on, you know. And hallelujah. You done pretty much awesome did everything story. in the other area, so stay blessed and keep it going hallelujah I yes sure ma'am and stay beautiful have a good day okay yes ma'am love you too do the same all right bye-bye bye-bye wow that was miss laura hayes boy legendary comedian and comedian chocolate storm zooming through the pandemic with comedian miss arkansas continue to pray for me and mine as i continue to pray for you and yours trust god when you can't trust yourself